Calling all units. Calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. All right. We're going to do something that we haven't done ever. What's that? Oh, you want to cheers first? <clears throat> show a video or? Yeah, let's show the video. Let's do it. Show the video, then cheers? Let's cheers, and then what, as right, you're watching the video. Yeah. Hey, um, we'll do the introductions after the video. All right. So first thing, first time ever. <laughs> Nick's drinking <laughs> off mic. <laughs> no, no, there's a, there's a rule. When you toast and then drink, you have to look at each other in the eye, but with three, how do you do that with? Yeah. No, you just have to make a you good, do have eye, to look at a good solid eye so. contact, or it's seven years of bad Sex. Do we need to do it again? Bad no, 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 we're good. <laughs> I, I know I'm good. I know right, I got both right, your eyes. We're good. Let's, <laughs> so let's, so let's gonna, roll the clip. This is something it. we wanted to get into in future episodes. And guess what, guys? It's here. American Overwatch. Those, those are the, the images that I see in my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I have a fear of police canine dogs. Really? Yeah. It, uh, because I see that. And I know what they're capable of. I'm, I respect them, you know? Mm -hmm. If you've never seen it, you're like, yeah, I go pet the dog. And but I'm they like, wag their tails just like any other dog. Yeah, but I've seen that. <laughs> I know what they're capable of. Yeah. Yeah. So, and those aren't even like hardcore dogs. Only one of those dogs is like street worthy. In yeah. fact, that's from a street worthy seminar, one of the classes we teach. But the rest of those dogs were maybe in training or maybe they're police dogs. But yeah. think of it as they're still in like FTO phase. Man. Let's do an introduction first before we... Wait, but let me further... We're going to intro this, but the, I just want to tie it all in. Why I'm so scared is where their snouts are what level to the part of your body. <laughs> <laughs> the schnitzels. So I'm very, very worried about my giblets. Yeah, right I, was, I, was I always stand to the side. I'm like, hey, what's this cute dog, man? Uh, right. I was waiting for giblets because he said the same thing about, about breakdancing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, weird, weird segue. Uh, what's up, guys? It's Nick from Nick Off Duty. And Justin from Florida. And I got a very special guest. I don't know from that intro if you can't tell what we're going to be talking about. If you're listening to it on uh, podcast land, we just watched a badass dog bite video training video that he brought. My friend, Garrett. Garrett, go ahead and introduce yourself. How you doing, folks? Uh, this is Garrett Wing. Uh, I am the uh, owner of American Standard Dog Training and the co-owner of American Overwatch Canine Services. Uh, and also an active law enforcement officer, Yes, correct? I am. Yep. Cool. Awesome. So this is a company that you have... Um, on your on your side, right? Correct. Yeah, but it's almost. I guess it's a, also a full time gig. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's full time passion. So I don't think of it as a job so much as just a passion. So it's my hobby. I just get paid for it. That's yeah. that's, that's the, the way to do it. Ultimate goal in hey. life, right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> what we're doing now, but we're not getting paid for this. <laughs> no, no, sir. No, sir. No. So someday. So how how how? Okay, we got to Oh, so you have a dog company, mm -hmm. but tell me, how did you get certified? How did how are you qualified to teach? What you teach, because you, you're not only teaching this local, you're all over the nation. Correct. Yes. World or nation? Nation so far, uh, but yeah, soon yep. to be. Soon uh, to be. Passport stamps. We're, we're one class away from, you know. Where, you, where, you, where do you think you're going to head first out of uh, the country? Where do you think? Uh, wherever we're offered to go. Europe's a big place for yeah. us, for sure. South yeah. America. All right. Yeah. So, so, so run down your background, your history, how you got started. I want to know. They want to know. All right. All right. Tell so, us. uh 17 years on the force, mm -hmm. uh, currently hold the rank of uh, lieutenant, uh, but my, the story's pretty long, I guess. I, you know, try to not to always ride my father's coattails, but it's kind of hard yeah. not to do. It's more of like a family business, so to speak, canine, yeah. just runs in the blood of my family, so I'll try to explain that. So my father <clears throat> became a police canine handler around 1981. 
Yeah. I was born in 1983. Wow. So literally, you know, day one coming home, there's yep. a police dog in the house. And so he stayed a police canine handler his entire career. Wow. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, 28 and a half years. Um, it, he did over 30 years as a police officer, but the minute he had an opportunity to get in a canine, he got there and he stayed there. Canine legend. <clears throat> He's a legend. Wow. Yeah. So uh, literally grew up, right? around police dogs my entire life. And so where most families would maybe take a vacation to Disney World, mm-hmm. our vacations, our family vacations, we're traveling around with him to uh, competitions, police dog competitions and whatnot. So, you know, from the youngest age I can remember, that's all we did was, you, you remember the pig bowl? Yes, pig yeah. bowl. So some of my, my you know, earliest memories are going to the pig bowl. Yeah, so you pig, pig bowl is, is a football game between police departments, essentially, right? Yeah, they don't do it anymore, but we would go to the Orange Bowl, the old Orange Bowl, yeah. and you'd have uh, the county versus the city, yeah. big big event, and you know some real heavy And those brawlers. were like legit like helmets, pads, oh, yeah. and stuff. Was, it wasn't it was rough. just your, your turkey bowl, flag football yeah. type thing. Yeah. It was it was an actual football game. It's yeah, good. but now yeah. as a young kid, I didn't I wasn't that big into football. I didn't quite get it, Yeah, but halftime show, that's the part we loved. And it was always who could put on the bigger show, the county or the city yeah. we're talking they're bringing in like you know hueys or probably weren't blackhawks back then but yeah. they're fast roping down with dogs there it, it's and canine was to me was always the highlight of the halftime show yeah. seeing the the dogs deploy and, and do bites and it always impressed me to this day it still impresses me so that's what i grew up with yeah so i like i like <laughs> when the grandmas come out and dance at the, at the heat halftime shows just I have a different bringing up <laughs> <laughs> just have a different interest in life. <laughs> life so you were into canines all your life, correct. As a little kid, and then, yeah, and then uh, so you 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 become a law enforcement officer. How quickly out of did you go to college or anything like that? Yeah, I had a little bit of college. You know, my plan was to get hired and continue college, but it, it's hard. You know, working midnights and whatnot. I did eventually go back to school. I got my master's degree while being a police officer, which is not easy, but no. it can be done. It can yeah, be yeah. done. Yeah, starts but, modestly, and then he's like, and I got my master's. <laughs> oh, all, right. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, I. What, in what, may I ask? Uh, organizational leadership. Oh, okay. Yeah, See, yeah. That's good. Yeah. People think criminal justice, criminal justice. No, no, no diversify. Yeah. You're yeah, already exactly. a police officer. Once you pass the academy, got a couple of years on the street, you yeah. basically have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. Yeah, so right. diversify, uh, whatever else it could be, yeah. anything. But that, yeah. but uh, the, like some kind of management thing is, is always good. <clears throat> Yeah, especially if you're looking to move up in rank and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. a lot of theory behind it and stuff. So you, you become a, an officer, and then, and then you're like, you know what? You know what? When your dad's a legend, it's a good, it's a good thing to follow in his footsteps, yeah. man. The guy's got some pretty big footsteps. Big shoes to fill. Yeah. Big shoes to fill, so, that's for sure. So you, how quickly did you go into um, being a canine officer right away? Oh, almost immediately, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of unheard of, um, but just opportunity, among other things. But I was able to get in we barely two years on which is the bare minimum. Yeah. So got in there. But I'd like to rewind a little bit to maybe Go. give a little more backstory. Come on. Like just for instance, uh, just to give you, you know, how it's just in my blood, just grew yeah. up with it, the family business. Um, my father, as most canine guys do, they'll go to like canine demonstrations at schools and stuff like that. Yes. So, and I'd tag along with my dad and we went to one at a, he was doing it for a kindergarten class. Yeah. And so, uh, he was showing the kids something, and he's always trying to impress little kindergartners. He's like, you want to see him? You want to see this dog bite somebody? Yeah. <laughs> and he looked around, but his partner, whoever, another canine handler, had already left. So he said, "Hey, uh, Garrett, here's the sleeve. Go hide in the bushes." I'm about eight years old. Yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I've seen it done yeah. many times. Out by fire. I, you know, 
And yeah. the show is on. I mean, we've got the little kids wanting it. So yeah. I put the sleeve on, hide in the bushes, absolutely terrified. Oh, my you know? And this is my pet dog. This, to yeah. me, it's the pet dog. Yeah, yeah. You know, but now I see the other side of him when he comes in those bushes. And, Welcome to my world. That's my first taste of being on the other end of a you know yeah. police canine dog. And yeah. he, he got the bite, and it was yeah. over, and, I, and it was a great thrill. Probably the biggest adrenaline rush I'd had at eight years old. And had there, you ever uh, put on a bite sleeve? <clears throat> never? I'd yeah. probably played with them, but I'd never taken a bite from a, oh, yeah. you know. And that was no... That's a real dog back then. Yeah. You know, all yeah. the dogs my dad had, these are real dogs, street-worthy dogs. Street- this was a shepherd, yeah. yeah. Probably about 100 pounds. So you say street-worthy, and I, don't, I just yeah. want to sidetrack so we can clarify. So street-worthy is they're ready for the streets, <laughs> correct? Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could we talk about this and we go deep. But. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna touch this later on, but so people get in street. So he's saying they're police-ready. They're ready to start service as a police dog or... They would be in, in our terms, right? Yeah. Can every and and you, you talked about this one of your last podcasts, right? With I think uh, Trillo is his name. Yeah, yeah, Trillo. Rid, right? Rid, Rid. Rid. Yes. Really, you know, high speed unit. Yes. Spell out Rid again with the name. Robbery intervention detail. Yeah. So are you going Perfect. after the the bad member jammers? Those, those guys are warriors. Yeah. Right. I was one of them. I know. I know, man. Uh, I'm yeah. <laughs> Don't say yourself short, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, a dancer. <laughs> Those guys are warriors, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You, you feel comfortable going into battle with them, right? Yes. And and they would be considered like the elite of the elite when it comes to police work, yeah. street police work. Street, street. You know, yeah. nothing against SWAT guys no. or something, but these are they're hunters, like, yes. you know, uh, of evil men. Yes. And not everyone can be a writ officer. No. Okay. Not every canine dog is necessarily street worthy. Okay. Right? And there's plenty of videos out there on the internet. Dogs that absolutely crush it, yep. and dogs that, because they goofed up, probably cost somebody their life or got somebody hurt and just weren't ready for the job. So okay. that's actually, it's not to plug my company, but that, that's where my passion is, yeah. is when you deploy in that situation and when it really, really counts, will your dog do what it's supposed to do? Uh, all right. So you're putting and we got to prep that. those dogs okay. for it. So that's just a, that's where we're talking about street worthy because we said it, I think we said it already a couple of times. I just want to clarify what it what it was before we moved yeah. on. And I guess to put another example, like just because you pass the police academy, yeah, doesn't mean you're ready for no. everything out there. Yeah, you know you gotta sharpen your teeth, so to speak. Yeah, right? and there's there's only so much that you can go through uh, in a in a training environment. Even though we push the limits, yes, uh, there's only so much that we can't. You know, we can't. Yeah. Uh, actually shoot in your direction or create or have someone you know actually sh- full of bullet shots you know we, yeah we can that de- oh yeah you got hit in the leg but now You're saying like all- when you train officers and stuff like that in yeah. the academy what he's yeah. saying is like you 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 can train them up to a certain point but they have to get their sharpen their teeth but it's the same for the dogs mm-hmm. right we if, if training is done properly the dog doesn't know their training yeah right that's the ticket that's one thing we can do to a dog that y- you can't due to a police recruit like yeah. they know it's training yeah but if you set it up just right the dog doesn't know the difference between training and reality yeah. right sometimes people talk about that training for reality in fact our company motto is realistic training for mm-hmm. real real world deployments yeah. right yeah yeah so, so we take a lot of pride in it and i mean it's we're, we're we're putting our name on it and the last thing we want is one of the dogs we've trained to go out there and and fail on the street because it's going to get somebody hurt so mm. so to rewind, to get back on to the chronological orders, because I'm all about the chronological orders. So you, you, 
you had an adrenaline dump in the bushes. I've <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> had a lot of those, actually. Yeah. Thinking back on it, is that a way of, of describing it? Here's the difference. I'm, uh, push, I'm about to be 38. Yeah. And he was eight. eight. Thirty <laughs> years, I'm, and I'm still taking adrenaline dumps in the bushes <laughs> when I'm around those guys. Yeah, um, uh, but um, and so, that was my first hit, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah. The first one, and then it, when it really amped up was I started doing ride-alongs with my father when I was 16, oh, right, wow. which is a couple years prior to when you're allowed to. But yeah. this is this you know uh, late 90s, early 2000s, yeah, uh, midnight bit. shift, and yeah. it, you know, hey, just sign here and I'm good to go. Yeah. Well, very first ride out. You know, high-speed car chase, bailout, perimeter. Yeah. Hey, you want to search with canine? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Absolutely. distinct privilege to back up canine. Yeah. Not that I was – I didn't have a gun or anything. But yeah. to walk with canine on an actual track or a search for an armed wanted felon at night, you Hooked. know. In the bushes. Yeah. Uh, it's serious because it's, it's, it's a big deal even for police officers because the canine handler, their focus is what that dog's doing. But then you've got a person, the canine handler, that has to also protect themselves and their partner, the canine, uh, from the, the bad guy. Yeah. You know? I mean, to put it, I guess, bluntly, it, it's, it's not just anybody can walk with canine, right? Yeah. You know, even veteran police officers may have never even walked with canine or seen yeah. a dog bite in real life. And here I am at 16, and we'll just fast forward. I see my first uh, location of a suspect uh, and, and apprehension. Yes. A- apprehension is code for dog bite. Dog bite, yeah. And is quite impressive. Yes. You know? And scary. That was my other, uh, that was my next, you know, shot. Indoctrination. And, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and th- that's it. N- now, most 16 year old kids are on the weekends, you know, want to go party or do whatever they're doing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go for a ride along. And it was ride along after ride along, almost every night, you know, because if you know my father, he's just a go getter. Now, when he got his sit, uh, his kid riding with him, he's go getter times two. Yeah, uh, he wants to show you. He yeah, wants to show him best practices. Yeah. And, and really learn him. I, I, yeah. I, I know Gordy, and uh, man, to to his 06, his final 06, <clears throat> the last week up to it, he was still 06 is the end of. Oh uh, yes, yeah, so I apologize. 06 is like a, your final transfer, your final. Uh, goodbye. You're, you know, you're after every shift. You say oh nine oh six, and you take the transfer, which is essentially you're going off duty. So switching off. Yeah. So I know when I came in, he he had his dad had like a I think two years left. Uh, he was doing two more years. But I remember that last week because I know he, there was word when he was about to retire. Man, the guy was a legend, canine legend. He had probably put out word on the street at that point, like. Anybody that can let me get one more uh, canine track in there. Yeah, Go yeah. find me some work. And yeah. he was looking for it for himself. So it would be like, hey, uh, you know, there's this car, suspicious vehicle. Oh, I got a bailout. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it, it was, was like, it was like, you know, like Michael Jordan's last game or whatever. Yeah. Everybody's like, hurry up, grab that assist to MJ. Oh, Maybe Kobe, get a Kobe, dunk. Kobe, Kobe won Kobe. all out that yeah. last game. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just keep just keep tossing the ball. Like, yeah. you try to defend him, he's going out on yeah. top. Well, so imagine that. Yeah. 15 years earlier yes when he's even you know younger and, and you know and now his son's riding with him and may, i don't know if he's got something to prove but you show off a little bit yeah he probably did the same thing told everybody before they go hey uh got my kid with me yeah you know and, throw and, me uh, some throw me some business not because he's here but uh phenomenal officer I, oh now he's a lieutenant but phenomenal cop as well sitting in front of me so it rubbed off but he's. He, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I know he's not gonna say it. He's a modest guy. One of the most modest guys next to me because I'm, <laughs> I'm. I'm probably the most modest and humble guy. Right? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna keep putting that in there. Right? Yeah, yeah. So Just I remind I the audience. Yeah, I can't do a podcast without saying I'm the most modest guy. But anyways, <laughs> hell of a cop sitting in front of me too. 
Otherwise, he wouldn't be sitting there because this guy's that. legit. So, anyways, and coming from you, you know, now that we're gonna, yeah, hey, hey, we got to keep our hands above the table. If we have this conversation. <laughs> feel like we're touching each other, like, but yeah, man. I think the difference though between you and I, from what I've heard, I never got to work right with you, but yeah. people have great things to say about you. Yeah. You know, you're you're the funny guy on camera, but when you put the uniform on, you're doing your thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it, can I say? Uh, well, I can't say the bad word, but you're a magnet for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. I think poopy magnet. Poopy and, magnet. and without. If I can say this the right way, the way it's relayed to me is it just falls in your lap. Yeah. Right, right. So, but it's there's, like there's good be- luck or bad luck, whatever you want to call that. Me, I had to work for it. Work, yeah. work, work. But I think it's I think it's an eye. People, people are like, yeah. oh, how do you – man, you're just a poop magnet. You know? Wait, wait. Is, can it fly in Avengers? It could fly in Avengers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just a shit magnet. You know? And I'm <clears> like, <throat> no, but you know what? But I'm looking. And I don't want to – let's not get off of subject, yeah. but it's just, there's a rhyme and reason, and there's a way – like if a car's driving in the back street at a couple, you know, late at night and not taking the main roads, you might want to go check yeah. out, see what they're doing. And if they start wiggling around, turning corners, well, then you got something. If somebody's mm-hmm. walking, giving you the, the big eyes, like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's about to uh, – this cop's going to do something, or you might want to go and inquire, hey, how you doing? What's, and if they take off running, though, you got something. But mm. there's a whole rhyme and reason you're, behind You're everything. a good fisherman. You're a good, good I know fisherman. all the good spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that's and, part and of it, that's, too. And that's for sure. So, But let's take a quick break. Now oh, the love fest quick. is over, and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> what's in the cup? Guys, what's in my cup? Blackout Coffee Company. We joined up with them. I've been drinking it, and I enjoy it, and I think you may enjoy it as well. So you can go over to our website and click the link, or you can just go to their website, blackoutcoffee.com, and use our coupon code to get 10% off. The code is DSP10. So go over, check it out. All right, we're back. So, Gary, tell me, tell us a little bit more about your history and kind of as you came up through the police department. Sure. So I'll try to fast track it. But, um, yeah, long story short, you know, I was basically destined to get into canine just because I wanted to. That's where my heart was. Mm-hmm. Got in at a, at a pretty young age. I mean, I was hired at a young age. Uh, funny side note, when I did get into the canine unit, uh, not only was I a canine handler for my agency, but at the same exact time when I joined that unit, my father, we yeah. already know he was there. Yeah. My stepmother was also there so at the same exact time all three of us were in the same canine unit which probably has never happened in history yeah yeah she was canine handler also wow so So. another set of huge shoes to fill yeah between her and my father she was in true when i was in true yeah she she was out of canine and she's in true so she was a bad mammer jammer too shout out shout out yeah all right so (laughs) time police woman yeah so to 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 let, let's go back to the canine and police real quick. Sure, sure. And give that overall, that general, why do, why do, what's the role in a, in a police department for a canine unit? So why is it essential that a police department has one? So, I mean, any given canine unit, there, is, there are so many roles a canine can fill. Uh, I can just ramble off a few, but most people are probably familiar with maybe a narcotics dog. Excuse yeah. me. Narcotics dog. EOD, which would be Explosive Ordnance Detection Dog, which obviously came very big after uh, 9-11. Yeah. You have gun dogs now. That's kind of a new thing. Dogs that find guns or casings, maybe at crime scenes, or they think a bad guy ran through the bushes and yeah. threw a gun. You can, find a, you can have a gun dog just find guns. Um, we have missing persons dogs. And then, of course, probably the one that's, you know, the most famous. We would call them utility dogs or patrol dogs or apprehension dogs, dogs that are trained to track down, find, and, and potentially, if needed, apprehend uh, wanted felons, violent individuals. Can, can they be hybrid? 
Can it be yes, absolutely. Yes. So we call them dual purpose. Depends on the agency you go to. So the agency I work for, we have dual purpose dogs, right? You get more yeah. bang for your buck. Just because a dog uh, is trained to track down and find suspects, right? Doesn't mean they can't also have a good time because to them it's just a game. It's yeah. just a fun game. But they would also be interested in, let's say, uh, being a narcotics dog, right? Why wouldn't you just train them in everything? Police officers have okay. to learn everything. Yes. We have well, we couldn't 15, dogs a break. 15 different hats. <laughs> That's a great uh, question. They have four legs. We don't. So come on, man. They got all the benefits. <laughs> yeah, so check this out. So you train a dog, let's say, to find uh, illegal narcotics, right? Right. And so you're working that dog in the airport. Uh, but you've also trained that dog for explosives, right? This is completely hypothetical because it would never happen, and yeah. this is why. So a guy rolls by in a, with a suitcase, and your dog shows an alert towards that suitcase. <laughs> Well, there's a big difference between it being maybe a kilo of cocaine yeah. or a pound of C4. Yeah. And so, you know, let's what's, do a different scenario. Now you have one dog that's EOD and one dog that's narcotics. The narcotics dog shows an interest in that suitcase. All right, no big deal. That's one situation. Yeah. When the bomb dog starts going after that suitcase, <laughs> yeah. we got a problem. Yeah. So yeah, 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 that's yeah. why you wouldn't want them to do both. I don't know if it's a trade secret, but what's a what's a what's a look of an alert or like a uh, mm. you know? So say you've got the EOD, the bomb dog, and guy walks by with a suitcase. Classified. Okay. <laughs> right. If I tell you, I have to kill you. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. But there is an alert. Is what? Let's for sure. There's it. a change of behavior. Is what yeah. we'll call that's, it. Change so of behavior. Okay. And every dog is a little different. For sure. Yeah. And that's really what the human attached to that dog is yes. trained to do. Is yes. If they do nothing things. else, yeah. they do nothing else. <laughs> How about this? That to you know, plug my company some more. Not really, but just because we're talking about it and yeah. I'm passionate about it. Uh, there's two main classes we teach. One we already talked about was uh, street-worthy canine. Get your yeah. dog ready for the street. Mm-hmm. The other one, which is maybe even more important, high-risk tactical tracking, right? Tactical. Yeah. You know the number one thing that we could teach a handler in that class to do? And, do, and if they just do this, the rest is easy when it comes to going after, like, the worst of the worst. Teaching that handler how to better pay attention and spot when his dog has that change of behavior a hundred, a hundred and fifty yards away from the bad guy. Instead of the current situation, which is what we're trying to train out of them, because it's a bad training habit, that's just I'm sure we could talk about anyways, it's a muscle memory thing where your dog has a change of behavior which, here I'll give you one the dog might start pulling harder now the dog's pulling harder, you're going faster Next thing you know, you're running, running behind a dog who's just trying to close in on what he believes to be really just a giant toy at the end of the at the end of the track. Yeah. Problem is the giant toy at the end of the track. It, it's a real human, yeah. uh, career criminal armed with an AK-47 that's not ready to go back to prison. Yeah. And so we ha- we're trying. One of the things we try to do is get that handler out of the muscle memory bad repetition of just running after that dog straight towards a threat. That's silly. So, to your question. Yeah. Zone in on the slightest change of behavior, yeah. and based off what you're seeing that dog do, you can determine, among other things, where that suspect's located well before you get within range. So, so kind of, a, I mean, just to put it in another frame of mind, you know, like for me, it's I feel like I know my cars that I drive every day. So, just that little thing where you don't remember picking up a nail somewhere, but you can just Feel it just somehow coming up through the car. And if you're alert enough and focused enough, and so that's probably what you're training the handlers, yes. is to just be that focused to that item like your vehicle where you can just say, you're like, something just feels wrong and it feels like it's back here to my right. 
Yeah. And then you go at the gas station, and you check, hey, look, there's a nail there. Yep. So yep. probably the same sort of thing. Those Just those little things like you but say, I, like you're far away. You may not, as a human, see anything in the area, but you can just feel a little bit extra tension yes. on there. And you can just alert yeah. to those Got things re- on your on your, your, your partner, your canine, that you really... We call it reading your dog. Watch your dog, which you had brought it up earlier. That's why canine handlers don't just let anyone back them up because Mm -hmm. if they're doing their job they are not taking their eyes off the back of that dog's head yeah Mm -hmm. right and they're walking basically blindly into a backyard there's different schools of thought on this but one of the ways would be that that handler never takes his eyes off that dog because you might have just a split second where that dog shows you the slightest change of behavior and if you miss that that could make a big difference Mm -hmm. on how that track turns out so if he's watching the dog, who's watching his back? Who's watching all the corners and yeah. the, the, the bushes? And who's not silhouetting him? So maybe that's, that's why. On the, so maybe yeah. that's why on the news, the people might see you know to, to, to cue them in on what they're seeing. They might see someone you know <clears throat> rocking a helmet with an AR-15 on their chest, kind of following with mm-hmm. or working with the canine. Oftentimes, that, another canine handler mm-hmm. because yeah. they know what that handler needs, mm-hmm. and or SWAT. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes a, a mixed team. And if not that, for maybe lower threat level tracks, if you want to call it that, they're all, they should all be considered high level threat. But uh, sometimes you'll get an experienced um, patrolman who's just who's just done it a, a lot. Right? Yeah, because I, I know was, in some agencies a lot. The, the patrolmen yeah. are invited to come out on yeah. training days yeah. to, well, to, to learn and do I, some it practice. Was, uh, it was, there was a point where I don't think SWAT was – because there's bailouts. If you're working in a large uh, mm-hmm. jurisdiction, high crime area, there's tons of bailouts. Uh, you know, and you're you're going after robbery sus, sus, subjects. So if you it was a SWAT call out every single time, so I'd be like, hey, hey, guys, yeah, not, please yeah. take yeah. it easy, take it easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would be. I remember they'd get to the scene and they're like, uh, you. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Nah, they're, they're good. No, no we're a, good. We're good. A little bit like dodgeball. Yeah, yeah I was right? gonna say, like, it's like dodgeball or kickball yeah. on the playground. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, they're pulling yeah. up to the scene. Yeah. Oh, Nick, hey, yeah, come on. There's even some old school canine guys that would ref- rather walk or search without a backup at all yep. yeah. than have uh, maybe a, a backup that doesn't know what they're doing, which yeah. just causes more of a liability. Yeah. I, I can't say I agree with that, but I, I know where they're coming from. Yeah, the, the mentality might be like, if I'm also having to watch the dog right. and then I got to watch on this rookie behind me, you know, as yeah. a canine guy is definitely not a uh, field training officer type personality that wants to baby everybody along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they got a job to do and they know usually an expert in their field. No, man, but these, I'm, I'm telling you, being on scene, they're impressive uh, animals, uh, species, uh, partners to be with, and, and the bond that these officers have with their dogs is phenomenal. And on the, on the police vlogs, uh, we, we covered actually, uh, well, shout out to my boy Redondo when one of his uh, puppies passed away, uh, Red, and we covered the whole thing. I didn't even, I mean, you hear about it, but you don't actually get to see that camaraderie. Camar- com- I can't say Camaraderie? That. I can't say that word. But when you see that, man, it was, like, impressive. It was like, man, these, these guys really have a connection with these dogs. Well, like, like you said earlier, like, when that first, that first time when he was at the kindergarten class, you know, <laughs> this was his family pup. Yeah. This was his family uh-huh. dog. Yeah, yeah. You're literally with them more than any other living being on the yeah. planet you're with them more than your wife you're with that dog more than your kids because you're there 40 at least 40 hours a week yeah. right with with him right behind you everything you do is with him you go on vacation me personally i would take my dog on vacation um they live in your house yeah, i mean they are there, there yeah. all the time what are some of the requirements 
to get into canine. So it's going to be different with every agency, but you know the basic requirements Hashtag would be must love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to come back to that. It's a good. I think I see where you're going with that. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to break a myth, I guess. Right. So a lot of people want to get into canine because they think, oh yeah, I love dogs. Okay, do you love getting bit by dogs? Yeah. Do you love hiding in a closet for, you know, three or four hours on end after, as dog after dog after dog? Because you're playing the bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah. What most canine applicants or people who want to be a canine handler think, yeah, I mean, I mean, I get to hold a leash and it's so cool. Yeah. No, that's like 10% of the job. I was you know, a the other 90% in college. Is, <laughs> yeah, the other 90% is, you know, catching other people's dogs, being a good decoy, or, or the decoy is the guy wearing the sleeve or the bite suit, sweating in that thing, yeah. um, hiding in attics. Hey, go crawl up in the attic and hang out there for the next four hours as we run dog after dog after dog. I mean, it, it's rough. And then as you've proven yourself there, then you can enjoy the other. 10%, which is, yeah, you may have the opportunity to deploy your dog and, and put some work in, but not until you've done all this. And that's not just for rookies. Yeah. I mean, I think every canine handler, I don't care if you've been on 20 years, needs to be putting on that bite suit and getting in the attic and doing what they have to do. Yeah. So it's not all, you know, how about this? You know, that's where uh, just one thing that you got to get comfortable with, you know, dog hair at that point becomes a condiment, right? Yes. It's, it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. on you. I don't care how much you brush hair, your yeah, dog. Yeah. You step out of the car. They're, canine handlers have a certain look about them. Yeah. A little, always a little rough around the edges. I mean, you, you, you're, you're part animal yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you're around an animal almost 24-7, I mean, it rubs off a little bit. Hey, so. and in Florida, it rains, so wet dog. Wet dog. Sometimes oh, is, is that yeah. smell. And, and, that's, and, and I know from experience that canine handlers, uh, that bite suit is not an uh, invisible force field. You're not Iron Man. Mm -hmm. So they also come with a lot of uh, bumps and bruises. and we'll say and, accidents and, happen. And yeah. occasionally um, those bite suits don't necessarily work. I've, um, I've taken the first. I've taken one hit because it was a part of the vlog. I don't yeah. know if you saw it. Yeah, I remember. You got rocked. I got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think you. You there was a part that we lay that they're kind of sidebarring. They're like trying to figure out what dog they're going to send. Yeah, yeah, they sent. They, they sent, sent a good one. They, they sent, sent a, a howitzer a, missile. A firm. A firm missile. Yeah, absolutely. And, and correct me if because I'm I'm watching it. I'm like hmm. And I'm watching the way I did another school, and I'm and I'm seeing the way they train the officers to take a hit. I'm like, they never, they never trained me to take it like that. They just kind of were like, here, uh, hey, uh, go with go it. Run. Just go straight. Yeah, yeah go with it. Just yeah. go with it. I'm like, what does that mean? No, no, no just go with it. <laughs> just, just don't turn your face towards it. So I'm gonna, I'll, and you, you come in whenever I'm wrong and say, no, that's not right. Mm -hmm. But when you're that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're taking a hit for the first time, uh. all right, or you're learning to. No, not a J. <laughs> J. Uh, it's a short distance, right? And you feel it, and you turn a little bit. Okay, I got that. And then you move back a little bit. And then sh because they're picking up speed, yeah. the further they yeah, go. Yeah, the further you go, the bigger the hit's going to be. The bigger sure, the hit's going to be. So you, you work your way building blocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You don't just go to the top like a diving board. You don't just go mm -hmm. to the start at the top mm -hmm. and get your form. So they to put get me at you more accustomed yeah, they, to they what They put me does. at the top. Not only that, they went, put me at the top top where the lifeguard's like, you can't go up there unless you're trained. Like, no, 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 he's good. He's with us. <laughs> that's why, there's, that's why there's a chain there, sir. Yeah. <laughs> he so, told me I could take the chain down. <laughs> And it was a belly flop. <laughs> so they went deep all the way back to, like, the fence. And then, like, are you ready? <laughs> so I'm like, so it was like a slingshot. Yeah, 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 yeah. you got rocked. Yeah. You got rocked. Yeah, and I think they uh, did some kibbles and bits on the suit. What's this for? No, no, no. So he can help find you. I'm like, okay. So, so are you ready? I'm like, yeah. 
And then uh, they said, just run. Okay. I'm like, oh, boochie, boochie, boochie. Yeah, boochie, boochie, boochie. Nice. Uh, boom. Yeah. Shoulder out they of the They released the Kraken on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's like getting so, hit by uh, so, like an NFL safety. So mm. you, didn't, yeah. you didn't correct me at all. So I think I was right on my... Uh, you know, you ease into it before you get destroyed. It depends what you're trying to accomplish, right? Yeah, it was a rite so, of passage for that for me to be on their field. So I was like, I'll do it. So probably back to the question you guys asked about, you know, how do you get into it? Yeah. Well, one of the things uh, some agencies do is it's almost like a hazing, but it's like, do you really want it? Yeah. Do you really want to be here, right? Just mm-hmm. like a SWAT school. Um, they put you through the grinder mm-hmm. to see if you've got the heart to stay in it. It's a dedicated and, unit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some stuff we probably can't even talk about that we do to see if your heart's really in, in it. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's not, oh, can you hold a leash? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Can you be on the other end of that leash? Yeah. All right? And what? It, how, how do you deal with that? Yeah. And so um, some agencies will make you go through the gauntlet a little bit, mm-hmm. get some bites, take some high-speed hits like that, Put just putting on the nasty suit that is probably washed once a year, if that, yeah. and it's got 20 dudes sweat in it. And it's been in like, service. Remember you wore that suit? Yeah. Whatever sweat you put in there is still in there, probably, probably in there, all yeah. right? Yeah. However long ago that was. Yeah. A little and, bit of odor. And, and some tears. Yeah, <laughs> and blood. Maybe, and maybe a little bit of pee. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a shark. <laughs> so just putting that on, you know? Yeah. Um, so to, to get into it, you have to want to be into it. And a lot of agencies are what I would encourage someone who wants to be in the canine unit or any other unit for that matter. Start hanging around with those guys. Yeah. You know, be smart about how you do that. Don't be annoying. Yeah. But uh, l- let them know you're interested and, and probably come with what can I how can I help? Yeah. You know, I'm very interested. I want to show my dedication and come out, come out, come out. So there are some agencies, some of them maybe smaller agencies, they won't even look at you unless you've put in six months, a year, two years worth of your own time coming yeah. out, volunteering, uh, taking those hits, hiding in the attic for yeah. hours on end, covered in, you know, who knows what. Yeah. And um, when it comes time for that application to come out, who do you think they're going to look at? Yeah, right? of so course. So that's probably the biggest way to get into it. Just they're, be there. They're already familiar with who you are. Yes, right? they can trust you. Um, what What I was going to ask is there is there like um, an agility test to uh, very, very minor for 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 our agency, pretty minor. You okay, know? and then. Um, there, there's a run. There's a physical. You know, you have to be in decent shape and. Yeah, because it's, it's it is an elite unit. You think of right. the elite units. You think of SWAT. You think of K nine EOD probably uh, not in that order though at least in my K nine. <laughs> well, so we have else. a saying. You know, it's kind of like you know the police and firemen. Yeah. Sometimes the K nine and SWAT guys are you know we yeah, love each other because we back each other up and yeah, we, yeah. we rely on them, right? Yeah. But we, we joke and we say our motto is first ones in. This is K nine we're talking about. Yeah. First ones in, last ones out. Because if you ever see K nine searching, for the most part, those SWAT guys are. 5, 10, 15, 20 feet back behind the handler who's making first entry into that yard. Yeah. So uh, tactics somewhat have changed. Depends what agency you're going with. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, they're right up there. There's a, there is a, there is a uh, reason for that, right? I, and, I was, and I was told, kind of trial by fire, um, don't get in front of my canine no. yeah. when they're yeah. searching. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Obviously, if they're searching for somebody... And you pop out of the corner. Hey, I think the bah! and then you get you know you get hit with a little a little snip. A little well, God bless the SWAT guys, but probably any SWAT guy that has more than five years on has either been bit or you know almost or yeah. will. It, it, it just happens, especially at the 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 most stressful those high speed uh, missions, so to speak, where where mm-hmm. you know everybody's adrenaline is up. The dogs feeding off that. The yeah. bad guy. I mean. It, 
it's that Murphy's Law. When it's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. And, and sometimes the SWAT guys get the, you know. But you know what? Never say a word about it. They're good. They keep on going. I know. You got some duct tape? Just patch yeah. it up. Let's keep keep rolling. I know. I know quite a few that get taken a hit. And they, like you said, lock it up. Mm-hmm. Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Keep moving. Yeah, it, it, and that happened, I guess, uh, happens more than often maybe in a CQB uh, situation. Correct. Backyards, yeah. hallways. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you're right Hiding from, uh, you're getting shot at and you're, uh, you know, taking cover behind a car. There's not a lot of room behind a car when you have a canine handler, a 100-pound German Shepherd, and four SWAT operators. Everybody's huddling for some cover. Yeah. And that dog is getting amped up. So things happen. All right. Let's take a quick break. And we'll be right well, back. I want, I want to, before, after the break, we're going to talk about training yeah, and the shooting around the dog and some of your stuff that you do in the sure, company sure. and everything. All right, go. We'll be right back. Teaser. What's up, everybody? Just wanted to tell you about our friends over at DMV Tile. There's six locations across South Florida that can take care of everything that you need, from accessories, installation materials, marble, and, of course, the best tile. Start by looking at their website, dbtile.com. And first responders, when you go in there, mention Donut Shop Podcast for 15% off your purchase. Now back to the show. Hey, are you subscribed to American Standard Dog Training on YouTube? I am, and I'm loving the content. Only thing is, I'm building up these weird antics. I don't know what's, what's wrong with me these days. It's amazing. But, hey, go over there. Check it out. Trust me. You're going to love the content. If you're into police canines, if you're into dogs, you'll love the channel. Go over there and check them out. All right. Let's get back to the show. All right. We're back. Before we get into the company or maybe as part of your company, what are some of the ones, some of the types of dogs that agencies use nowadays? Okay. So so nowadays it really comes down to like three or four breeds. Uh, The number one uh, breed that you're going to see out there most of the time is going to be the Belgian Malinois. Yeah. Um, next that people are probably most uh, familiar with would be a German Shepherd. Not to be confused with like an American line German Shepherd. Most of the ones you see police officers using would be uh, considered European or uh, East German uh, German Shepherds, Czech Shepherds. Yeah. Uh, to me, in my mind, completely two different animals. Um, and Dutch Shepherds, they are around. They have like tiger stripes are pretty cool looking. Um, and then for the non-patrol work, like bomb sniffing and stuff like that, would be uh, Labradors. You see a lot of those. Yeah. Pointers sometimes. But the, the big ones are the Malinois. And if you I see can... the, You see the labs in Disney. Like, yeah. Like, so uh, Disney World, we're here in Florida. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of uh, labs. Um, I guess you guys kind of use lingo-wise, like what is it, uh, like floppy ear versus pointed ears or is there that kind of a conversation no what, um, what about no what about the oh, oh yeah 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 bloodhounds blood for sure i forgot about yeah. them see how i did so that he knew exactly record. what i was talking about like, yeah, yeah. they are howlers man yeah, yeah yeah um i forgot completely about them but yeah a lot of agencies use them for missing persons dogs because they're not usually bite dogs now having said that there are some some more country areas mm-hmm. they got some bloodhounds that'll take your arm off yeah. So, but yeah, fantastic tracking dogs. But yeah. uh, for the most part, you're seeing Malinois and German Shepherds. And every time I have an opportunity to say this, I want to say it. It's like a public service announcement um, on my YouTube channel, right? I have a, a video coming out. It's called, We're going to link it down below. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Is the Malinois right for you? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a, a hint. You know, <laughs> is the Malinois right for you as a civilian? Hell no. Yeah, yeah. No. Two letter word? No. No. Yeah. No, it is too much dog, and everybody they see it on TV. They're so cool. Those they are not for you. That's like uh, uh, having a two-year-old child yeah. 
yeah. high on, uh, you know, 10 shots of, caf- uh, uh, yeah. of espresso, Cuban coffee, all day long, nonstop. There is no off button on that dog. <laughs> okay? So, yeah, just don't get one. If or get one and then call me because yeah. I would love to train it, and yeah. you're going to need it. You're going to need the training. You're going to drop 15. Segway. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, I love training uh, Malinois, and I get a lot of Malinois come through because people buy them thinking they're such a cool dog, and they are, but they are really not made for most uh, civilian households. It's just not. Can yeah. you? Yeah, people do it all the time. Yes, you have to be very active lifestyle. You have to probably work from home would be a recommendation. Leave that dog alone for more than a few hours, and you're going to come back to something that you're not going to like. That really? dog will. They, no. Pillows. They need to work, yeah. right? And if you don't give them a job, they will find a job, and they will be very good at it. So if their job becomes tearing up your carpet, well, yeah. great job. Yeah. They're going to do it. Obviously, those, those are non – even the trained ones from overseas because you said – because let's bring it back. You get some train they, – they train them yeah. over over there, right, in yeah. commands and everything. And then they send them over here. Yeah. But you take it a, a step further. Correct. Right? Yeah. So even those will do that or they're already kind of okay or they still have to come see you. You still got to give those dogs work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you have a police, fully trained police dog. Yeah. And let's say you take a month off of work for whatever reason, vacation. Yeah. Mm, that, that dog will tear up your furniture. I don't care if it's a police dog or not. <laughs> like, dad, you know, we used to go to work every day and I used to do stuff and now I'm trapped. So you find that a lot with some retired dogs. Like maybe you retired early and maybe, maybe the dog's only eight years old instead of like 12, which might, might be a typical age for a Malinois to retire. So it retired early for whatever reason. Man, it's still got a lot of heart, still got a lot of energy. It's a Ferrari that you're trying to park in a garage. But the difference with dogs compared to, like, vehicles or or a Ferrari, they can turn themselves on and they can hit their own gas pedal. So (laughs) you better have some brakes installed. Yeah, 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 they really can. So the the canine handler or the officer, if that dog does retire eight years, do they keep them? Yes. Well, for the most part, right? If you've, if you've served your time as, as a canine handler, you're in good standing and the dog ages out or you age out or you retire. It's kind of a formula. But yeah, for the most part, if you've done your part and your dog's done its part, yeah, you get to take that dog home and it lives the rest of its years as a family pet. Absolutely. Hypothetically, um, because there, there's officers that are in the unit, right? And then they get promoted mm. and then their dog stays in the unit, right? Yes. Yeah, so there so, are times. So just to round out the thing so let's say i've had the dog for eight years right and then i got promoted to a sergeant or seven years i'm just missed a threshold for that dog to retire right. right uh seven years i i leave someone takes my dog works with them for that last remainder year or so is that my dog still or what's up that's a very complicated question that happens and yeah. so sometimes there's agreements made you know yeah. like hey look i spent the last seven eight years of my life with that dog you're only going to spend another year or two with it like hey you know as a favor do you mind and, and they and usually sometimes that happens. Yeah, sometimes. You just sometimes put them not. in the training field. Sometimes not. Hey, man, it's, it's just put them in the training field and say, "Who do they walk to?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heartbreaking, yeah. but for somebody, sounds like but, a great uh, log. That's good. That's but good, what good. what does happen a lot is maybe because of timing or who knows what. Maybe a dog only gets two, three, four years of work in. Yeah. Maybe that handler promotes to a sergeant out of the unit, which is typical. They're going to go somewhere else. And then that dog is too young to retire. It's too much money and time invested in that dog to just retire at four years old. Plus, it's not fair to the dog. Yeah. You know, get the, let that dog do what it was born to do, you know. Yeah. And then I think we got off topic before, but I had mentioned that. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> My bad. Right? I talk in circles. But yeah. anyways, uh, there was, like I said, agencies. So you uh, kind of chase your tail? <laughs> this yeah, guy, you're, it's true. It's true. You become your dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. So. Uh, the other way agencies purchase dogs is something we call green dogs. Green dogs would maybe uh, be six months to a year old, have 
almost zero obedience, but they know how to maybe bite a sleeve and they love to play the game of tug of war. And you take that green dog and you uh, put in the obedience and put in the work and make it a police dog. So the benefits to a green dog would be it's usually younger. Yeah. Get it at six months. Six months later, it's fully trained. Now you're starting out with a one-year-old dog. Yeah. And now you, you, you basically – it's a newer car, right? Yeah, yeah. Your Versus one that has a little more miles on it, yeah. okay? Uh, so if you're buying a, maybe a title dog, they're more in the realm of two to three years old. So you're losing a year or two getting a title dog. But the benefit to a title dog is they're ready to rock and roll. Green dogs, you have to build up. There's pros and cons to both, but we can probably get into that another time. Yeah, uh, side note, and I love side notes. I was, uh, back in the day, I had a German Shepherd, I think it was like a German Shepherd Huskier. It was a German Shepherd mixed little, but... So somebody, we couldn't handle the dog anymore, jump over the fence, chase neighbors, and it was crazy. So we were like, we wanted to find, and I can't tell you if it was an actual police, but I know it was a training company mm -hmm. that came to the house. And the way that they accepted the dog is if that if they would put their fingers and it would go for the bite. I don't know. That's back in the day, in the 90s. I don't know if this is true or whatever. It was just some ghetto service that came through, but they wanted to see if it wasn't a punk. If it was going to mm -hmm, go after mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. go to for the oh, bite. So if they kind of came in aggressive manner, if that dog yes. would, would come would back to defend the, or. Yeah. Or, and then once because it would chase, but it never bit. But it would get real close. And go, whoa, 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 whoa. But we're like, any of these days, this dog is going to bite oh, somebody. So was it was it a scared dog that was barking? Be, I don't no, know, it jumped the, the fence and ran after the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared of you, but I'm chasing you. You know, it was like one of those. So tell yeah. us, you you have two different companies, and mm -hmm. one of them is on that civilian side, yeah. like the, the the little baby Nicks of the world yeah. that have a crazy dog that chases their neighbors. Yeah. Um, and then you have a law enforcement. Who's the, who are the people that call you and say, hey, I, I want you to train my dog? Let's say for the oh, civilian. Everyone, all walks of life, you know, all breeds, What are ages. the reasons? Oh, um aggressive that's yeah. probably the number one you know because they're they're at their wits end like the dog's already bitten one or two or three people and like they have no other choice but to get that dog trained finally uh so we're gonna fix that um some people call and we love this puppies eight weeks old literally from the breeder to me mm -hmm. oh. barely stand up on their yeah. Own. <laughs> yeah and we love that because it's a nice fresh clean slate it's a blank canvas yes and we're going to install what we call the foundation concrete foundation foundation of how to behave. Yeah. For instance, here's a little tip for your, for your viewers at home. You know the number one way to keep or train a dog not to pee in your house? Never let them pee in your house. Huh. That's, the, that's the trick. Yeah. Never give them an opportunity to pee in their house, and that habit won't be formed. Instead, you form immediately, day one, hour one, this is where I want you to pee, out in the grass. You get that. As soon as that habit starts, one, one relief, you know, in the right spot, they're like, it's my spot. Yeah. And that's it. So yeah. we like to get them young so that we're not spending all our time trying to erase bad habits, but simply setting a baseline of what's what's the right thing to do. But, right? So for that person, that civilian, the biggest thing would probably be patience and putting in time. You can't just, yeah, like time. you said, get a brand new dog, lock him in the house, go to work for eight, ten hours a day, yeah, leave it, and work. expect it to know exactly how to live yeah, no. as a house dog that you want Correct. Or, immediately. Option B, call my boy Garrett. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna put well, the link yeah, down in the description below. <laughs> but so yeah, so they yeah, you, but you you've got to have that patience. You've got to have that knowledge. Yeah, and, and the know how really the, the know how thing, the dedication to bring them to like a, an obedience training or mm -hmm. you know to kind of teach them, especially from an early age. You'll find people spending uh, two, three, four, five thousand dollars on dogs. I mean, there's some French bulldogs out there. You're spending ten, twenty thousand dollars on, or these yeah. uh, the new rage is the uh, XL bullies or whatever. Um, but 
you you know you're going to take them to either no training or to some silly you know local pet store goofball training that's what i call it it's yeah. goofy um so, you got to bring them to a real trainer put put some money and time into the dog so that you're going to spend 10 12 15 years of your life with this dog and the sooner you get them into the training is the better and and you would recommend obedience versus protection yeah so wow is it, question, we have enough time question. to get into yeah i'll make it short and sweet a lot of people call me obviously they know my background with police work we train real protection dogs so to speak yeah. to do real work on the street. Uh, what do I mean by that? They will actually bite someone when needs be, when told to, okay? Yeah. There's a lot of companies out there putting on a lot of shows, right? Yeah. Showing these dogs biting sleeves, getting, you know, acrobatic, flying over a wall. I mean, okay. I guess I did that too when yeah. we opened this intro. But yeah. the difference is, did you see this? Remember we talked about Streetworthy? Yes. When it counts, will your dog do the job at hand and maybe against uh this might go against what uh, popular opinion or what people think dogs do not want to bite humans it's not in their nature to do that right yeah. they have been domesticated man is their best friend and vice versa yeah so when you ask a dog to jump that final hurdle no matter how much training you put into it to, to apprehend that guy that's you know hiding in the bushes covered in sweat with no equipment on will it do it and i'm going to tell you right now 99.9 percent .9 of the protection dogs you see out there on the street will not bite a real human they won't do it because i've been there and i've seen it there yeah. are fully trained police dogs that will not bite a human when it comes time because they're that younger you've you've seen it out on the street you get that uh, rookie off of fto when you yeah. say all right right out of the police academy hey uh you see that guy over there that's drunk and wants to fight anybody that goes near him yeah you're up go get him yeah. and you know what uh Let's rewind 15, 20 years ago. No taser. Go get them. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what to How? do. Yeah. Help. Yeah. Uh, right now? <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. Right now. And so you'll, you'll see dogs fail. There's tons of videos of real police dogs working the street for year after year, and they fail. They don't, they don't want to engage. They're, they're scared or they don't get it. Yeah. And so I kind of got off topic. But so people call me all the time. They want to get that Malinois, which don't get one. Yeah. Say, I got a Malinois, you know, six months old. It's awesome. And it bit my neighbor already or whatever. Can you train it to be a protection dog? Uh, yeah, I could, but I, I won't. 99% of the time, I will not, and because this is the reason. If you really want a protection dog, right, the amount of time, hours, and money, and blood, sweat, and tears to get that dog to truly be a protection dog is beyond what most people can afford or have time to do. Yeah. Okay? So let's just go ahead and say that we did that, right? You're talking 30 grand later, right? You pay someone that knows what they're doing to get that dog right. And then... If you really want to trust or bet your life on it, then let's just, if I may, let's take, I won't use you, but let's take one of your viewers out there that has a wife and kids. Yeah. And, I, hey, I travel out of the country for work a month or two at a time. Okay, so I want a dog that can protect my family. Okay, get, get ready to drop 30, 40, 50 grand on that fully trained Malinois or buy a puppy and spend the time and money and get the dog where it needs to be to truly protect. We're going to have to do a lot of work around your house with the boogeyman trying yeah. to sneak in. You're going to create an animal, a monster that wants to destroy. Okay? Mm -hmm. So now this is what happens. It's, I don't know, 10 at, 10 at night. Yeah. Dad's not there. Your trained Malinois is there. Knock, knock, knock. That dog is going to go bananas. Yeah. Bananas. Great. That's what we want, right? The first thing your wife's going to do in order to answer that door is put the dog up in another room so that she can answer the door. 
Yeah, what's the point? Where's your $50,000 protection dog? Yeah. All right? And so all that stuff, and it's really fluff that you see on TV where you're going to get that dog to wait patiently by the door. And if the threat presents itself, if a true threat presents itself, I got another solution for you that's a lot cheaper and guaranteed to work first time every time. <laughs> Two-way? Glock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Get a yourself a Glock. <laughs> yeah. By the time you spend all, I mean, you can just get a lot further yeah. with a handgun in your home. Because you know what a, a truly, we'll call it, whatever, a protection trained dog that really, you know, we, we talk about flicking the switch on and being able to flick it off. And there's a super fine line there, super fine line. And so what you end up having if you have a true protection trained dog or that dog we, we talked about where you put your hand through the fence and it, and it will really actually bite your neighbor. Yeah. Okay, that is a loose cannon. That is a gun with no safety. Yeah. And you have zero control over that trigger for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a, it's, it's more of a liability at that point. And so that is why I don't train protection dogs. What I would recommend – is a much cheaper option, which we already talked about. But if you're going to get a dog, get, get you that nice big Rottweiler. Get you that nice German Shepherd that has the natural protection instincts. And you know what a, a good protection dog is to me? Puts on a big bark and puts on a big yeah. show when, when something's not right. Yeah. Knock at the door late at night, suspicious. I mean, they'll hear the, dark, the, the, the car door close and you won't. And they'll set the alarm. That's what you want. And yeah. even a chihuahua can do that. Yeah. Set the alarm. Get you one of those. Get an alarm bell. Right. You know, or something that might put on a big enough show at the front door to give yeah. you time to reach for your Second Amendment uh, option. All right. So that's my spiel on it. Learn yeah, yeah, you do it. Yeah. I always tell people that had burglary. Little you know, dog like, bark. Oh, an alarm and stuff, Bo, but yeah. I don't want it to be too loud. No, you want that freaking speaker on the top of your garage that tells all your neighbors to stick yeah. their heads out. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so it's the same thing. We get those calls. Somebody's dog is barking crazy in their backyard. Can you guys go check it out? Yeah. So it's the same sort of thing. Which, by the it's way, that alarm. Tall tail sign on a perimeter. When you hear dogs barking in the backyards, you know someone's yeah. running around back there. That's where we're going to start our search, right there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. sorry to go on that big, long tangent. I'm pretty passionate about it, but I, I don't want to set people's expectations up for uh, it. To me, it's a falsehood. Like, I, hey, you want to spend the money? You want me to train your dog to be a protection dog? You know, we, we can discuss that. Here, but yeah, here's the here's what could come with that. You, yes. you put it all on the table before yeah, yeah, they make a decision. 100 yeah, percent up front. Uh, being yeah. a responsible uh, trainer. Very yeah. good. And, and I, I challenge anyone out there that thinks they have a fully trained protection dog or that owns a company that trains protection dogs. Bring your dog to me. I won't wear equipment. Send him in the backyard. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we will see what happens. And there's uh there's there's. Ways to get your dog to stop biting, right? You, you, so essentially, you say you're you're comfortable um, going in there without equipment. What I'm saying is, I don't. You know, these most of the trainers you see out there training protection dogs. Look, it's great, it's showy, it's beautiful, it's awesome. Been there, done that. We do that in police work. We want to put on canine demos and have that dog launch in the air, you yeah, know, yeah. twenty feet and hit you and take you to the ground. Beautiful. Uh, put me in a house or in a bag, wherever. Yeah. Send that dog on me with no equipment, and I've got a stick in my hand. Yeah. You can defeat. Not defeat, but you can make The dog's going to run up to me looking for equipment. Yeah. When it doesn't see equipment, or I smack it on the head with a stick, you know, not that I'm condoning animal, you know, uh, abusing an animal. Yeah. I just, that's real, that's more realistic, yeah. because when the bad guy breaks into your home, he's not going to be wearing a sleeve and going, come on, get me, get me, get me. Yeah. He's right. going to, a real bad guy is going to 
come in there with something and, you know, bop your dog on the head and that's it. What if he comes in with a gun? Well, yeah. then you brought a dog to a gunfight? Yeah. Again, I always resort back to that, you know, Second Amendment option. That's that's where I'm at, okay? America. America, yeah, for okay. sure. We still got we still got some time. Let's do it. Fire uh, out some I more. I restarted the clock. Oh, you should yeah, restarted yeah. the clock. So we're at we're at our limits. It sets an alarm. I think we could have. I mean, we could have talked a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours. Probably, yeah. Because there's a lot of roads to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we didn't. We didn't touch on. We've barely real, skimmed the surface. Real quick, we we mentioned bloodhounds. What about the old Saint Bernards with the with the medicine out there <laughs> <laughs> in the cartoons in the snow thing? And and uh, you know, brandy, I think to, it was something to go the, on their neck. something to go back to. But we got like we can go talk for hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, History, present day. What's the future hold for canine? What this piece of equipment is oh, on the boy. table. Yeah. Oh, boy. And for those of you at home, this is a uh, an e-collar. An e-collar. Yeah, yeah. Also Which, known as a shot collar. Training and, collar. Digital leash is what I call it. And your pitch was, and that's why you brought it today, is like, hey, man, we could we could put it on you and we can do a little demonstration. Ooh, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'll do it. And then I just kept talking. So you were hoping you <laughs> forget. Trying to avoid it. Trying to avoid I it. Want, a long list of questions. At one you. point, you were talking and you touched it. I'm like, oh man, here it comes. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna have you back on, of yeah, course. And I, we will bring this, and we're gonna use it for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll man up. I'll do it. If if this uh, comments, if you guys are liking, uh, you know, or commenting, uh, go ahead and put it on. Uh, put the collar on Nick, or comment something so we know uh-huh. that you're listening and you want the collar to go on. I'll do it. And hey, big news, big uh, woo celebrations yeah. for the YouTube channel. Humongo. So we got you can, you can we, we hit a thousand subscribers. That's right. Thanks to all you subs out there. Congratulations. Especially those day one subs. Shout out to you guys in Cameraland. Yeah. And uh, those listening on the podcast, hop over to our YouTube channel and uh, give us a, a subscribe and a like and it helps out. Yeah, um, we always appreciate those uh, podcast listeners, too, because we know sometimes you don't have the time to watch the video, but those yeah. videos are, are fun to watch. Yes, and, uh, especially when I'm wearing the shock collar. Yeah, and, <laughs> It's going to be hysterical. <laughs> That's going to be a low podcast listenership episode. <laughs> we're going to be, we're gonna be uh, also running videos from time to time, doing critiques on videos. We've got, we got a lot of specialized uh, people coming through, so their mm-hmm. feedback on, on certain scenarios or whatever it is that we put up on the video. With, with that being said, um, Garrett has a YouTube channel for his training company, and he's about to hit a thousand as well. Um, so, right there. Ooh, if you guys can hop over there, if you're here on YouTube or in podcast land, uh, throw him a bone. <laughs> 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 Go there, subscribe. I mean, the, the video in the beginning of the podcast we, it was awesome. You know, so and then on top of that, we're going to do a vlog on Nick Off Duty. I want to come check out uh, the training and and do some scenarios with you over there. Oh, I think that'd awesome. be interesting. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be working together, right? Yes? Yes, absolutely. You're good 100%. with that? Cool. cool so but head on over there. We're going to put all the links down below mm-hmm. if, if you don't know. And uh, what else you got, Jay? That's all I got right now. So Garrett, I appreciate you coming on, man. I really, Interesting. Really appreciate you guys you. having me. And yeah, I mean, neither of us got bit, which is always a plus. Yeah. There's always a next time. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, salute, my brother. Salute. Thank you. Anything uh, you want to say to, to uh, wrap it out? Nope. It's been great being here, guys. Can't wait to come back. You know, round two. Yes. Thank you. Calling all units. Calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040.